most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are Saving the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we are going to tell you the truth, give you the facts, because we want you to be better informed in helping to make this a better USA. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman, how you doing today? I'm great. So Mondays are slow because is that when members of Congress are just getting back in town? Yeah, they don't, you know, most of us, when we go to work on Monday, we're there, right? But Correct. the way they schedule it for the House and Senate is they, they don't have the votes until Monday evening. Uh, so it gives you all day to fly back and stuff like that. So, yeah, we don't have, I, I really think, actually, uh, get on my uh, soapbox about this again. I think that the Congress does themselves a disservice by trying to cram all their hearings into Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And basically leaving Monday and Friday uh, empty because too many things happen on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If you have a good hearing on a Monday, a lot of people would pay attention to it. But they're like the rest of us. If you don't have to show up at work until Monday night, you wouldn't do it. So, yes. And so, but, but they will schedule some votes. And so, obviously, they are all studying the material in great depth yeah. on their way back to D.C. Well, I'll tell you right? what we're waiting for uh, with uh, uh, the end of the week. Friday night, midnight, is the deadline when the budget runs out. Uh, we There had been some talk we might see the omnibus, which is the 12 spending bills all jammed into one giant package, that we could see that as early as tonight. Now, if that does not get released tonight, that tells me we're probably going to switch to a short-term budget extension, maybe for about a week to get us into next week. Not only is that big bill due out this week, but there's also some deal-making going on in what's known as the tax extenders, a series of tax breaks, both personal and business, that just get extended every year, basically. And uh, they, they, there's been reports that they're assembling a big bipartisan deal that basically some argue is a Christmas tree of things for both parties that they'd all jam into one bill and then pass. So we'll have to see if that comes out this week because there'll be a lot of interesting items in that as well. Right. Well, I hope they all make it back safely so they yes, can get we'll some see. work done this week. And next week is the Republican to debate on next Tuesday, yes. the 15th, and the following Saturday, the Democrats are having yes. theirs. The last two debates before yep. Christmas, exactly. Gotcha. And then I would bet most of the uh, candidates will sort of go dark for a little while, you know, right around Christmas, right before and after. I mean, you'll still do a few things, but... Yeah, you have to figure that most people won't be paying attention. But once we get, I think, to January the fourth on that Monday, then there'll be a big focus because we'll we'll have a you know basically a four week sprint after that right. to uh, to Iowa. The big focus, obviously, here in town today, still the the aftermath of last night's speech by the president. I mean, I think if you were waiting for something brand new to come out in that speech last night, it, it didn't really happen. It was more of a restatement of the president's plans against the Islamic State more than anything else. Uh, even though he did say that the terror threat is now in a new phase, those were his words there, but he didn't really offer anything brand new. And again, 
again made very clear that he would not be sending uh, a large number of U.S. troops over to Syria and, and Iraq to fight the Islamic State. And, you know, we've been through this a number of times. I think, Herman, what it comes down to more than anything else is he certainly feels like, I think, he got elected to end the wars in the Middle East, not to start a new one. And whether you think it's right or not, uh, I don't see him getting off of that uh, dime at this point in time. I mean, heck, even the French president, when he was over here a few weeks ago, right after the Paris attacks, said he was not going to send troops over to fight the Islamic State. So if it's going if it's going to happen, it's going to have to happen organically from other Muslim nations uh, in that region. Well, he's definitely sticking with that, just like he's sticking with his uh, hopes of closing Gitmo, even though... There's not, not money in the recently passed budget to do it now. They are looking at uh, trying to find jails for those that they're going to detain in other countries because he's determined to close Gitmo. I don't think the American people see it as making a negative statement about what we stand for because we, we, keep, we are keeping Gitmo open. Well, I think last night, you know, his stance, uh, especially last night on gun control in his speech, I mean, that's one. It was really interesting to watch the immediate social media reaction from members of Congress, Democrats giving him a big thumbs up on talking about gun control and security, whereas Republicans, I think, looking around last night and saying, what does gun control have to do with terrorism and with preventing terrorist attacks in the U.S.? The president again mentioned this issue that I, I'm sure it was out there. I don't remember it until hearing about it in the immediate aftermath of the Paris attacks, the idea that if you're on the no-fly list, that then you should not be allowed to buy a weapon. The president mentioned that last night, and he also mentioned a move but didn't give any details about making it harder to buy assault weapons. You know, assault weapons, you go back to 1994 and then in the early 90s as well, the big effort by Democrats at that time to push for limits on assault weapons. I think it was in the aftermath of a big shooting at a school, if I remember correctly, in California, and those lapsed after a while and uh, as of right now frankly i don't care what the the issue is i don't see the votes changing right now but it's obvious that this president and hillary clinton and the democrats many of them in congress have decided they go are going to speak out more you know more strenuously on this and and we saw that again in the president's speech last night yes and i don't think it's it's not going anywhere no I mean, it doesn't seem like nope, it right now no doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere and and the other thing about the no-fly list we don't know most of us don't know how do people get on that list can well, they that's be the arbitrarily that's put on that list yeah that's that's and that's been one of the complaints actually from both parties at times is that there is an arbitrary nature sometimes to people being put on that list and so therefore uh i think there's there's reluctance among some in both parties that if you're arbitrarily or you can be put on there without really due process that that's not the best thing to do in order to then figure out whether or not you should be eligible to buy a weapon. So that's one of those things that I think right now, uh, while it might sound popular, I, I just don't see it going anywhere at this point in time. No, I don't either. Okay, let me throw you my daily curveball. Yes, sir. One of the things that some people talk about is the gun show loophole. Uh, you're familiar with that, right? Yes. And so my question is, if there were a proposal from Congress bipartisan to just address that would the democrats allow a single focused uh thing like that to go forward without packing on a lot of other garbage well i but listen i think they'd allow it to go forward i don't think the republicans would allow that plan uh to deal with the the gun show loophole as some call it uh there's uh, you know, the question, it's a question of the background checks, not only on private party sales 
at gun shows, but also via the Internet. That's what Democrats have been focused on. So right now, look, the politics of guns is just too heated. You're, you would have to have some kind of a deal where the Republicans are getting something to do. I, I, just, I just don't see any common ground right now on the gun issue. Then the other thing, frankly, is I think a lot of Republicans, again, look at this and say, hey, wait a second, none of this has anything to do with terrorism and That's with right. the terrorist threat right now. And so yep. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't think there's any room right now for deal-making on the issue. I'm not proposing it. I'm just saying that I was at, because I was asked this question earlier, and uh, the idea of a clean bill on anything, uh, when was the last time they passed a clean bill on anything you got 535 535 members of congress up there and somebody always tries to tack on some additional stuff that he that kills the bill quite frankly well and, when it comes to guns uh, we, we had a yeah. couple votes last week in the senate on gun issues and i would expect the democrats will try to force some more that's the beauty or the bane of the senate however you look at it you can bring up issues just about any time and, I, you know, I, I say this uh, on, on a lot of issues, but right now looking at the Republicans, I don't sense any wobbly knees amongst the GOP when it comes to gun rights. I would agree. Now, what's the status of the bill that was passed that was supposed to eliminate the mandate for employers and individuals? Yeah, that's the budget reconciliation that's right. uh, the measure that was approved in the Senate last week, and it, it does away with the individual mandate, the employer mandate under the Obama health law, and changes a few other things and repeals a few other things from that law. That has now gone back to the House of Representatives, so either this week or I would think next week the House will approve that, send it to the president, and then he'll get the chance to veto it. And, uh, and and obviously there's not enough votes to override that veto, but it will then uh, the Republicans will at least be able to say they got a bill down to the president's desk trying to take out a big chunk of the Obama health law and the president vetoed it. So that's where that is right now. OK, because sometimes when it's reported on, you know, until it either hits a, um, a pothole or something like that, we don't know. But I, that's one that I personally would like to try and stay on top of. Uh, in terms of the status, because I think that that's, I call it a, I call it a, a, a double in baseball terminology. If they can put it on the president's desk, we know that he's probably going to veto it. But it does say that the Republicans are trying to do what a lot of their constituency wants done relative to beginning to get this atrocity off of people's backs. And remember, that bill also would include a provision that blocks money going through Medicaid for Planned Parenthood. So it's several things in that same measure. And yes, the president's dead set and ready to veto it. Very good. All right, Jamie, you have a great week. Oh, wait a minute. What am I talking about? I don't know. What are you talking about? I'm going to take some time off, but don't tell anybody. Okay, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> I have a feeling that, uh, well, uh, I've just seen this in the last few minutes. Speaker Paul Ryan has just told a radio station in his hometown of Janesville, Wisconsin, that he doesn't think that the Congress is going to be able to get everything done this week. So sounds to me like we'll have to have a stopgap budget maybe for another week to keep the government running. In the meantime, they'll try to uh, come up with these two big plans, one on, on the omnibus funding bill and the other on the tax extenders and a number of other things. So I would say the goal for Congress getting out of town and getting done for this year would probably be the next Friday, Friday the 18th of December. But still an awful lot of things in play, and we'll have to see what happens next. Haven't we seen this play before? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is basically All the time. what we do every year. It's exactly. almost becoming yeah. the new normal. Well, it's not the new norm. I remember... Uh, 
I remember coming back uh, in 1982, I think it was, and going down to the hill, and oh, they're in session in late December, right before Christmas. So, yeah, this is something that started uh, many, many years ago, and Congress is very, very good at it. Yes, they are. Well, thanks, Jamie. I'll See talk you, to you tomorrow. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.